0: My is Dr Tao, I'm a general practitioner, I work in the NHS, but I'm also an army officer um, working with the British Army. And my main passion and one of the reasons why I became a doctor um, is because I want to help people live a healthier life, Mm. uh, be a better version of themselves, whether Mm. it's physically, emotionally, you know, and just live life to the form that they can. And from my medical point of view, Mm. I try and help people be healthier and live through diseases and conditions so that they can have a good life because life is worth living. This is the life that we have, and you've got to live it to the maximum that you can be. And, you know, a lot of the things I do from a medical point of view is not just managing disease and condition but the human body isn't just about the physical well-being it's also about the emotional well-being and the experiences that you have in life Mm. and as a doctor um, I see my role as not only helping people get physically better but bringing them out emotionally and empowering them to live as much of a life that they can. And, you know, a lot of people worry about, you know, you need money to do stuff. And actually, not really. As long as you have a good community, you've got good friends and you want to have fun, then you can do whatever you want to do. You know, what life is about living and about having fun. And, yes, life will bring lots of challenges. Mm. Some will be happy challenges. Some will be traumatic challenges. Mm. But they're all challenges to shape us, to be what we are, now and into the future. Yeah. I mean, we can always dwell on our past experiences in the past, but if you don't learn from them and grow from them, you get stuck in a past Mm. when actually you should be looking into the future because that's where life is going. Life is going forward, not
1: backwards. Absolutely. So it sounds like, you know, it's a real passion of yours that's started at a young time so whereabouts did you so you started did you start with your doctoring or
2: well actually
0: quite a lot of people think that I wanted to be a doctor at a young age you know like in a childhood age but I didn't actually want to be a doctor until probably in my teenage Hmm. age so it wasn't until I did my GCSEs at the time and that I discovered that I was quite clever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe I could do something, you know. We might break. But if you ask my family, as a child growing up, I actually wanted to be a nun.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: People don't know, realize that. Um, I came. I was brought up in a Catholic family. Okay. So we went to church quite a lot at the time, and the. And the people I saw on a regular basis, because I also went to Catholic school, uh, primary school and secondary school, and the people I saw on a regular basis were religious people like nuns and priests, and what they were doing, how they lived their life, had an impact on me. Mm. And that's when I decided, you know, I want to be like you. And so that's when my childhood brain thinks, oh, to be like you, I have to be a nun.
1: From what you what how we opened, it sounds like those morals and those those things were installed in you from a young from that young time and you've carried them through to your current day.
0: Yeah, and it's also about life experiences as well, because I wasn't born in this country. I'm actually a Vietnamese refugee um, from the Vietnam War. So my oh. family myself, my parents, my elder sister and I were boat people. So from that experience and from growing up with hardly anything, I and mean, just come to a country with the clothes on your back, you start appreciating the things that you don't have, mm. and you appreciate the finer things in life, the simple things in life. Mm. Yes, now you know I'm a doctor and uh, you know I'm an army officer, and I, uh, you know, I live well. Um, for me, it's not about How much money I have, it's about how well I live as an individual Mm -hmm. and how I can inspire people to be who they want to be. Um, You know, particularly as in this day and age, there's a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. on our younger generation um, to conform. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You know, you know,
0: not just conform physically, conform emotionally, you know, being in groups and things like that. But I want to see people be themselves. And be the best version of themselves, and use their experience to be the best that
2: they can Absolutely. be. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, as
0: I said, you know, life throws up challenges, and in my life, I've had quite a bit of challenges. So, you know, being a refugee, we were basically homeless, and you know, I was very fortunate to be rescued by a British ship, and we were brought to the UK. And I've, I've grown up in the UK, the UK education, and UK is my home.
1: Was that a, um, a scary time for you?
0: You know, I don't really remember it, but I know it was a very daunting and scary time for my parents.
1: Because
0: mm. um, they have the memory. I think I was only about two or three um, when we were on the boat. Mm. Um, but what I do remember is being welcomed into the UK. And I think that's one of the reasons why I actually served in the British Army. Um, and that is to you know give back to, what? to a country that gave me
2: a
1: future. That's, that's really powerful. That's really powerful. We have obviously um, situations at the moment with refugees and the changes yes. of that. Well, what's your thoughts on the current changes happening?
2: War is never easy. Hmm. For
0: the civilians and and also the military who are fighting wars, but as a country that that is observing, or as a human being and that is observing what's happening around the world, I think what we need to be to do wherever we can is to be kind mm. and to help those in need, whether helping those in need is in our own homeland or helping them overseas or when people come overseas. Like when I was a refugee, you know, we did although we did choose to leave our country, it was not a choice that was made easily. Yeah. You know, when you have to leave everything behind, you know, you leave your history,
2: yeah.
0: you leave your family um, in in the hope that there is a better future for you elsewhere. And that takes courage to do that mm. to step
2: into the unknown mm. with nothing and takes courage and what we found or certainly what I found was the UK was very welcoming mm. they gave us our home and without that
0: I wouldn't be the person that I am
1: it was the compassion yes I, 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 I personally um I've been looking at the changes, and my personal view is that the the changes have um i'm not currently liking what's happening um however um I understand that there is um some people may feel that there is need for change um in what need for change in, where in terms of um how the how the immigration system works. Mm. Um some it's a it, it, there is some reforms going, uh, which I'm sure you're aware of, and um, so I understand the need for for some reforms. um I just feel that there is you quite rightly say that there is um there's a lack of empathy, if you like, and la- lack of compassion and lack of thoughts as to the as to your side of the coin so to speak
0: that I think a lot of that comes from fear
1: Mm.
0: of the unknown for individuals who or just society of people coming over and what that will mean to them Mm.
2: but actually if you look at the people coming over they're not looking for
0: handouts what they're looking for is help
1: Mm. It's, a different, thing it's a different
0: thing completely so people who well i don't can't speak for everybody but i know that when we were growing up it was instilled on us that, you know we need to work we need to have an education so that we can work and contribute to society
1: Yeah. yeah as a so young
0: person and that was instilled to me, by my parents, because mm-hmm. their their moral understanding is, you know, we want to make a better life for mm-hmm. ourselves, and the only way that we can do it is by working hard. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents worked really hard to give us a future, and they would take, they would do lots of different jobs, any jobs that were given to them, so that you know we would have money, we can have put food on the table. You know, I. I remember growing up not having toys because, you know, we didn't have anything. Anything we had was given to us, you know, and our charity. And I remember because we didn't have toys at that time, my mum drawing a doll on a piece of paper and us cutting it out, and that was my doll. Oh. And I would draw dresses for my doll, cut that out, and put it on her so that I could make she could wear lots of different things, and that's not like what, what we did.
1: That's that's really imaginative. Yeah, really imaginative. Yeah.
0: and it all it took, you know, pair of scissors, coloring pencils, and a piece of paper, and that was my doll.
1: Did you name your doll?
0: Do you know, I can't
1: remember. <laughs> that.
0: I was so young. I yeah. still have that vivid memory. Mm. Clearly, that doll was precious to me because yeah. that was my first.
1: It's it's really interesting. Um so I I take it when you managed to um eventually got to the stage where you were able to afford things yeah, yeah you appreciated those things a lot more. Yeah,
0: yeah. And life then was very simple. We didn't have like you know,
1: mobile phones, you know,
0: iPads, computers and stuff like that. So you had to be creative. So a lot of the things that we did or used to do to spend time and play was be creative, like creating dolls. You know, I remember us creating tents out of bed sheets under, you know, between chairs and <laughs> stuff like that and just playing underneath there. You know, that, that was the creative side of things. And mm-hmm. you didn't need money at the time. You just got your duvet cover out of your <laughs> bed sheet out. you make, we'll you make that
2: all yet. that nice stuff.
0: And Whereas now I, I feel that there is a lot of pressure on the younger generation Um, to have lots of things rather than being creative Mm. it's a lot of you know technology that is out there and a lot of pressure on people even like when you wear clothes at that time yeah you have brands but who cares what you really wore at the time back in the the 80s and, and the 90s but now it's all brand and
1: I'm I, I, guilty as charged when I was younger um, most of my friends had branded material yeah, yeah. and my parents were you know they made the means and they couldn't afford the brands yeah. that my friends were wearing and so therefore I, I felt as if I was left out so yeah. I, was, I was always getting the, uh, the second hand stuff or the or um, the stuff that was not quite but you know off the market you know cheapy stuff yeah and yeah. um it was always uh, a frustration, I guess, of mine um, that I never got that. So yeah, right by the pressure by identifying as pressure because it was pressure on
0: and and it's also not not just pressure but branding, but pressure of having something new. Mm. Whereas in yeah. the past, we would always get hand-me-downs or get things from charities and or go to charity shops or you know just.
1: Yeah, it just Simple makes things. you makes you more of a, a grateful person. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and, and I'm too. not ashamed now. It's actually I buy second hand things, you know, and, and I go to charity shops to spend money in, in the charity shops. Nothing and there's nothing wrong yeah. with that, but you know, some mm. people might think, oh, you know, kids, these, you know, younger the younger generation wants it, want new things.
1: Yeah,
0: but to be honest, my kids don't even notice that it's not new.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well the charities they do need support yeah. I, you know the, the, this is we, we will come to your charity support and the things that you do for charity um because it's um you've got a very um big selection of things that you do yes. and it all comes back to your your original message from when you were younger and that's been you know when you were, yeah. you were younger and, and, and then already. um so Let's go forward into the, you know, so here in the UK. Yes. You've arrived, you've gone through school, you have, you've learned the lessons that you need to learn. Whereabouts did the army thing start? Can the
0: the army thing came sort of late in my teenage years. And I, I remember seeing a presentation, a military presentation about joining the army and the things that you could do and things that you can achieve. And I thought, yeah, I want to do that. And so I joined as mm-hmm. in the Army Reserves at the age of 18. So I've it's how yeah, so I've been in the Army Reserves now for 25 years. Um, so, and I've enjoyed it ever since really. Mm-hmm. And it's given me lots and lots of opportunities, not just developing in myself personally. So, I'm personally, you know, I've developed my leadership skills, being more competent. And also the opportunity to travel, mm. and also you know in being an officer in the army, I'm actually a medical officer, so my main job is to look after people. Mm. And it was a tough conversation with my parents about joining <laughs> the army. Um, clearly, with their experience of a real you know being li- living through a war. Um, they're not anti-military, but they didn't want me to join the army.
1: There so, were some definite reservations, by like yeah, like, yeah. yeah,
0: definitely. But that didn't stop me. <laughs> of
1: course. Um,
0: and I joined the army reserves. And, yeah, I, I haven't regretted it. And a lot of the times I say to people, I will leave the army when I stop and join what I do. Mm. And it's like any job if you're not enjoying it then look for opportunities to either make that job better Mm -hmm. or find a job that suits you better Mm -hmm. or is better for
1: you Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely I'm quite guilty of it you know I've been job popping you know 15 jobs uh, but um, you know one thing that um, that I loved throughout looking back is when I launched the podcast is looking back through all of them what I've enjoyed the most and what I've been told off for (laughs) the most is talking to customers <laughs> because I love talking, and that, that's you know. And, so that's it's, you. And, and that's it's me, and that's yeah. what I love doing is talking. Yeah. Um. So that's the reason for the podcast going through. And yeah. So it's 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 about learning what where your passions lie. Exactly. And, and learning who you are, and learning who you are as person, and what you what you like, dislike, and how they can work for you, even in the financial state. In, the financially, and also, you know, in your life.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, thats what the military gave
1: me—is
0: mm. um, allowing me to be passionate what I do. A lot of people ask me because I do quite a lot of things in in my life. Is how do I have the time to do all these things? It is a
1: massive question, I suppose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not only, I mean, I've only said two things that I do, and clearly you know what I do, but for people who don't know what I do, is I'm a GP in the NHS. Um, and it, within the NHS itself, you know, I do multiple roles in that, not just, you know, being a GP. So, you know, at times during COVID, um, I'd lead on the Code of Vaccination programme. You know, sometimes I work in um, A&E whenever they need extra um. Doctors to work. Medics um, are in the British Army. Um, I do a lot of voluntary work um, with local charities and national charities. Um, I own a cafe um, with a <laughs> with,
3: with a, a partner. <laughs> what? Where
0: did that? Come from? Well, it started in the
1: twenty nineteen. Wow, we're going to have to come back to that.
0: Well wow. You know, I'm, I'm supporting a local initiative, the Milton Keynes Inspiration Awards, mm. as well, and, you know, supporting veterans. So I do quite a lot of things. And a lot of people ask me, how do I have time to do it? Well, firstly, I have a very supportive husband who helps me, supports <laughs> me, you know, be one, you know, the best that I can be. And without him, um, to support the household and the children, I wouldn't be, you know, be able to do as much. I don't want to do or wish to do. Uh, The other thing is, all the things that I do, I'm passionate about. Mm. If there was one of those things that I was not passionate about, I would have dropped it. Mm. And if you're passionate about doing something, you will
2: find the time to do it. That's interesting. Yes. If you've got the drive and passion enough, you will do it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you need to lose sleep. I
0: always try and make sure I, I get at least six to eight hours sleep at night. But it just means that you need to be very organised mm. in order to ensure that the time that you spend, spend is the right time. Mm. And also not only organised in terms of doing you know, your jobs or the things that you want to do, but also organized enough to spend time enjoying life Mm. so not only do i do all that i make sure i spend time with my my family with my husband with my friends Mm. whether it's a quick chat on you know text message or or whatever or whether you know you you set monthly meetings and you know go out with your friends meet Mm. your family which is why i enjoy celebrating Key events because I find that as an opportunity to get together with the people that you love and care for. Yeah, I don't care, you know, your birthday, you know, you're 15 years old or you're you're 18 years old. I don't care about that number. All I care is actually that's a great opportunity for us all to get together Mm. as a family or as a friend or as a group. You're making me well,
1: aren't you? You're such a beautiful person.
0: So it's really important for me to spend time with my family and friends, which is why every year, twice a year, um, when it's my kids' mm-hmm. birthday, we always host a family event. And that's you know us trying to bring the family together. So you know, in the summer we'll have a summer barbecue, and it's now tradition. <laughs> And in the winter, we'll just have an indoor family event. Again, that's now tradition. Everyone expects to get a vibe at that set time, you know, which is, for me, it's, it's, it's great. I love doing it because I like to spend that time together. Mm. And as I said, it's really important to maintain those connections. And for me, also, spending time with my husband. Mm. So we always have, each week we have date nights
1: nice every, so you, you, you can't you can't leave those things out can't you can't
0: leave those things out and that's how you build your relationship isn't mm-hmm. it so every night traditionally at the moment is a friday night so date night doesn't mean you have to go out and spend loads of money date night just for us means this is our time
2: mm-hmm.
0: we're not allowed to do anything else but be with each other whether it's we. We play board games whether we're sitting and chatting whether we're just sitting down cuddling up and watching a movie or sometimes whether we get a babysitter and go out mm. so it's normally uh on a friday but if we can't do the friday then we'll make sure that there's some another day yes. that week is still there yeah yeah and twice mm. a year we have um date weekend <laughs> okay so you go away
2: for a weekend yeah yeah
0: so we celebrate our wedding anniversary every uh, year, and we get someone to look after a kiss and we go away as a couple.
1: Um, so that's how you you like to maintain, organ- maintain your relationships and yeah. and, and organize your time. Um, in terms of your your military, obviously that's in itself. It's quite a like twenty four years. It's had there's a lot of challenges involved in that. Um, there's a lot of things that that's kind of thrown at you yes Um, just give us an idea of the kind of things that have been thrown at you in your time
2: so in the military um, throughout my career
0: challenges have been how do I develop myself as an individual so and how do I develop other people And those are the main challenges. And and also, how do I enable myself to be able to serve the British Army and contribute to our country? Um, And that's where my skills as being a doctor is. However, more recently, um, as a senior officer, um, I've branched more into what we call command and staff roles, where I lead... Um, at the moment I need a squadron of up to about 90 people
2: um, and the challenges there is managing people um, and make and
0: enabling them and empower them to be the best that they can be um, which is always a challenge and particularly in the reserve space because people, will have divided time with the military and the civilian job. So that's always been a challenge. Um, the other challenges that I like is the physical challenges. How do I keep fit? Mm. How do I um, maintain my physical fitness in order for me to be able to do the job um, within the Bishyami? As you know, and, and people probably may not be able to see But I'm quite a petite person, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm um, four foot ten at a stretch,
2: (laughs) or on heels.
1: (laughs) Just so you know, my mum is four foot one and a half. Okay. So she's tiny. Oh yeah. So I I know I know the feeling all too well. She's she makes a massive deal out that half. (laughs) <laughs> a massive deal at that half. So I, I get it, I get it completely. Um, so yeah. So the, the,
2: the biggest challenge for
0: me in the, in the Army was a physical challenge. I remember in the first year of joining the Army, after I'd finished my first year, I was ready to quit because mm. of the physical challenge. you know I I struggled because of my physique. Yeah. Um, carrying the weight and keeping up with all the other people, not only because of me being small as a female, you're physically don't have the same muscle mass as your male counterpart. So it's always a struggle, regardless. You know, if you look at the female form and the male form, the female form, yes, you know, females can try and be as best that they can be, but physically, you will never ever be physically as robust as a man. That's physics and biology.
2: Robust.
0: Robust, yeah. Um so you know I struggled with not being able to keep up with people. Um and being someone who likes to achieve. <laughs> I found that very difficult even though even though I would complete the task it wasn't the same as keeping up with with everyone i found that very difficult but i remember you know sitting down and being in tears because i struggled with that element of it
3: mm.
0: and the sergeant major sitting me down and having a word with me and it made sense you know that what we need to do is look at individual skills Yes, my skill isn't to carry lots of weight, you know, you know, from A to B. But my skill is actually
2: my medical knowledge, and that's what I took forward and I stayed.
1: So your your he kind in a way it sounds like he um, took your because you were feeling this frustration, yes, you couldn't physically keep up with everyone, and it sounds like he took that and went well your strength isn't really in running is it's not in carrying all this weight because that's that's not you your strength is your knowledge yes. your your mind your yes. the thing your 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 learning capability your, your expertise your you know that that's that's your strength um and we all have our own strengths that, that it sounds like you kind of come to the conclusion that all your strengths um, in it, it were in a different place to theirs. so therefore, it kind of you kind of took a step back, I yes, guess, from 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 everything, and really weighed up the weighed up what what your um, what your major was saying, and come to the conclusion that my strengths are more focused in this in medical areas therefore that's my where my focus is going exactly
0: and in a way that kind of that was my first step in leadership and understanding leadership is actually we're not all the same and it's not about making us equal all the same it's about pulling people's strengths out and using that to the maximum of their ability Mm. in order to do the job Um, and yes you know i still have to do you know the military annual fitness test which um is fine um but then i focused on a lot of about focusing on what i can contribute so i focus on a lot of sort of medical teaching and medical skills and focusing on that rather it's it's so easy to think about the negative in yourself isn't it Mm, so so easy And then be dragged down with it so that kind of just opened my mind and as i said this is first my first step in actually becoming a better leader and so now i that's why my music is called music to inspire and the way i try and live my life is actually i don't want you to be me i want you to be you and find the best that you can be because your skills is different from mine but hopefully, our combined skills will make the world a better place.
1: That's what this podcast is all about. As well. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that's that's where we had that conversation yeah. prior to Proxidix, and we kind of realised that both of our journeys have kind of come to this point where um, we both are on the same wavelength yeah so to speak um and we both have these different different ways of putting back in from the from from where we've come from and both again had individual backgrounds uh you know we both have two different stories but we've come to this very same point and uh, now i want to dive into your creative side because you have you, you you so you you've spoken about your imagination when you were younger yeah. and 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 making dolls and things and that in itself was a, an encouragement for you to be more imaginative and you have put that into music and singing and um, that's where you have taken that creativity. I also am aware that you write as well, so we'll go we'll dive into that in a second. Where did the music starts right
2: so when having a career in medicine is very tough
0: because you are with the brightest of the brights um, and you have to there's lots of exams there's lots of learning and it's not simply going to medical school and then you're a doctor actually it's five-year medical degree. Then lots and lots and lots of training until you're finally a specialist, and that can take after medical school. That can take anywhere between seven to twelve years to be there. Oh, wow, that's a long time. It's a long time to dedicate your time. Medicine is so intense. Whether after we i finished and became a you know fully qualified specialist in general practice. Um, Then again, the focus was looking after the patients and there was a time, a period in my life where it got a lot darker Mm. from my emotional Mm. and mental well-being
2: and to a point where I didn't want to live anymore. You found music. Yes. So I had to find a way to get out
0: of that dark space and I turned to music and I started joining the choir and then after joining the choir, I decided actually I do really enjoy singing and I want to take this a little bit further, see where I can go. So I got a vocal coach and it's actually my vocal coach who encouraged me to be better than I thought I could be Vocally. So then she encouraged me to do my vocal
2: exams
1: <laughs> on top of everything else I do. <laughs> oh, wow. So you, you, you've you have you have done your med- medical exams. Yeah. You found yourself in this in this really tough, um, tough, tough dark space. Yeah. Um things were crashing down upon you and you got yourself into this into this space. And what in, what inspired music to be the, the thing that you went to?
0: I always enjoyed music and I always enjoyed singing and music is very good for our emotional and physical well-being. Um, if you ask my family, when I was younger, we, well, I would. <laughs> <laughs> the Royal, I would organise concerts for family and friends oh. and roping my sisters in as well so we'd either do singing concerts we always sing songs and so we'd maybe do a bit of dancing as well or we would do more creatively we would do scenes from um musical theatres like Oliver or Bugs in the and all those kind of stuff so um that's the creative side so you know clearly I would always have the leading parts <laughs> <laughs> of course of course <laughs> <laughs> and my sisters would always <laughs> <laughs> The supporting (laughs) act, but you know it it was there in my nature. But when you start medicine, you can't focus on that because the only thing you're focusing on was that. And so actually, this was a good time for me to actually think, what do I enjoy? And I enjoyed singing when I was younger, and so I thought, yeah, let's do that. And once I started, I couldn't stop. (laughs) 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 And um, and yeah, my vocal. Coach Kersey, she really inspired me to be the best I could be in this musical field. And so we started off the scene, do my exams, I did my grade eight vocal exams and um, got merit in that. And then she said, why don't you take a further step and start writing music? And I was like, I don't know, can I do that? Could I do that? I mean, I'd done my grade five theory when I was a lot younger, mm. so I thought, yeah, maybe I could do that. And so we worked on a project together. My first debut song called Trapeze, and surprise, surprise, Trapeze is actually about mental well-being. And I wanted that song to be about mental well-being because that was how I started in music. In my current whether is passion, and that's where it stems from. Mm. So, because you when know, I Wrote this song together called Trapeze. I released it on all the um, usual music platforms and uh, even did a video. First <laughs> <Best> video. only <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> but hopefully that will change in the future. And, you know, I really enjoyed that space.
2: Mm.
0: I really enjoyed putting my experience mm. and my feelings into. This song, mm. and then I really enjoyed performing it.
4: Lost in the darkness, no way. this moment, everything will be fine. You lift me up, higher and higher, my troubles far below. You bring me to light, it never felt so right.
0: So that's where it all started. And then moving forward, the other songs that I've written and co-written with other people, initially my first album was all about health and well-being and my personal experience. And I guess that's what happens with most you know, singer-songwriters. It's, it's easier to write about things you know about than trying to think about writing something that you don't know about.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's always it's always best to start with experience, and start yeah. with your life and your experience, and um, and where you um, where you have learned things, or you know the individual challenge. It all comes from your life and your experience. And to put yourself into someone else's perspective is difficult, mm. and it's not. Uh, I commend those people that have done it are written for other people. Um, it's not so easy to write for no, somebody. Um, is there has there been obviously it's created it's had some challenges of its own um, in terms of getting your music played and in terms of um because you you put your own money into into yeah into into your songs. So,
2: the thing is How does one be able to do what they want to do? So, you can either get someone to invest in you or you
0: can invest in yourself. And that's how I saw it. I thought, you know, I'm just going to invest
2: in myself. I'm going to find a way to be able to do this passionate project that I want to do. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, and that's, how I've funded myself. But then I am able to do that with what the career that I have. Um, but the other, for me, it's not, it wasn't, the project then not just became about me. I, I realized it was a powerful tool to help other people, to let them know that what they're going through, they're not on their own, that yeah. other people go through it and they know you can get help. And that was the start of Trapeze. And then the other song was on my first album which is self-titled Tao, is all about my experiences. So, for example, I've got a song called Belong, and that's about homelessness, and that is about trying to help people understand that people who are homeless are homeless for lots of different reasons, Um, and most of those reasons are out of their control, and they can't be helped. Um, But what we can do is understand their clients, and try and help where we can
3: mm.
0: and that my experience homelessness was from being a refugee you
2: know we left our home we had nothing and we were really you know privileged and lucky to be
0: given a home and to be given an opportunity to live a different life
2: mm.
0: and so that's the, where the song Belong comes from and also I've written a song called breaking free mm. so breaking free is about domestic violence and oh. domestic abuse
1: so that sounds like you've so, had some experience there
2: yes so what i wanted to do was let other
0: women know that it is a right to break free from a very difficult relationship difficult situation and it can happen to anyone you know one in four women that we know um, Will go through some sort of domestic abuse, domestic violence um, in their lifetime, and mm-hmm. one in you know one in four is quite a small number so there's loads of people out there, and a lot of people I've spoken to quite a few people, and they always ask me, you must see a lot of domestic cases being you know GP, and I'm, I say no, I don't, and that is the saddest thing.
2: Yeah,
0: is that I don't, but it is out there, and that's because people don't talk about it yeah. don't come forward
2: which is understandable mm. when I was in that situation I didn't either so I can't you know I've been in those shoes
0: which is where this sort of breaking free coming from is you know trying to help
2: other women feel and be empowered to know that they can and it, it can happen to anyone. You know, a lot of people look at me and think, you know, I'm very confident, you know, um, I'm quite a strong personality, but somehow I've managed to get into a situation or where you know I have experienced domestic abuse.
1: Mm. So that happened to you. Uh, it, it breaks my heart to, to hear when, when 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 I hear domestic violence, and, and it just breaks my heart. Because, um, but the yeah. thing
2: is, when when you're in that situation, sometimes you don't even realise that it's happening until you can step back and think, actually, this isn't how it should be.
1: It, it's definitely not how it should be, and people. It, it sounds like you've, you've had, had, peop, had people come forward to you on a personal level and, and spoken to you about their experience, having heard your mm. songs. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Um, and that's, I would imagine, quite um, encouraging.
0: It is, it is. Um, and that's what all my songs are about, is encouraging people. To live a better life whatever the situation is and to let people know actually what your your experiences other people are going through as well and it's, it's okay to not be okay but what we need to do is help you get into a better space to be okay yes absolutely yeah and there are lots of you know charities and services out there to support people with mental well-being support mm. people with domestic violence but one of the challenges is taking that first
1: step yeah it's, it's, and i've it's walked that first
0: step and i want to share that with other people and you know so people can look and say oh look
2: you know she's a doctor and a medical officer you know but she's been through that so maybe i can get through that as well mm-hmm. and it's not easy i mean i put it out there it's not for me it's not easy to talk about it It's
1: it's not an easy thing um, to talk about. Who's um, had these experiences? Um, that said, talking about it, it is is empowering. It's is also it's important, yeah. incredibly important, um, because it it's part of you.
0: Exactly, and it's part of my life experience that shapes me into the person I am. Mm. Going
1: into the future,
0: so all you can talk about, you know, I've had quite, you know, a bit of negative experiences in my life, like being homeless, being, um, having, you know, being in a dark place, and being through domestic violence, you know, etc. But that's my past, which has shaped me to the person I am in this space and into the future. Mm. And you can let your past destroy you. Or you can let your past lift you up to be a
2: better person from your experience.
3: Yeah.
2: And for me personally, um I like to think that I have a positive attitude to life. And I've taken away a lot of
0: understanding from my life experiences. And what I want to do is, is share that, which is where the music to inspire comes in. So I want to inspire people to live a
2: healthier. Better, more happier life mm. um, than they think they can. Because I think people at the moment probably just live as
0: basically as they can, mm. but they don't see their full potential about doing things.
1: Yeah, but changing the world.
0: The thing for me is you don't need to change the world, you just need to change someone else's life. So one of my songs called Inspire, one of the key phrases I put down is to be a rainbow in someone else's
2: life. And for me, I don't want to change the world. I can't change the world. But what I would like to do is in my local community
0: and maybe you know in the, in the UK, is to be able to inspire somebody else to either step out of that challenging situation or inspire them to lift their head up and be more than they think that they can be and what we need to do as a society is support those people you know and it's really important for me is to support the younger generation to lift their head up away from the iPads and <laughs> yeah. their phones, and actually How can you be the better version of yourself? And quite a lot of people look at me and think, I can never be you, Tan. I can't do the things that you do. And I always say to them, you don't need to be me. You just need to be you and be what you can do.
1: In your own way. In
0: your own way. I don't need you to be doing loads of charity works and doing all that kind of stuff. What you need to inspire to be is to live your life in the best way that you can live. you know whether it's you know you once a week you do this or you do that or once a year you do this for someone else that's perfect
1: it's it's something that's unique to you it's something unique to there you. was there was one guy yeah, this is a while ago i was working at a pub at the time and um there's one guy he's he, he used to come up to me all the time and he used to when he, when he was in and he used to say to me um that family over there have they paid their bill yet and he would literally pay their bill for them and then he would just disappear vanish he wouldn't say he would say don't tell me. don't tell them who i am he just wanted to change in a very small way yeah. give back exactly and the family would come over to me, or whoever it was would come over to me, and they would find there would be there would be that surprise there for them um, that's that's waiting for them, and you, you would believe the amount of times so, that um, I've had guys, men, literally crying because. Uh, they've they've taken their family out for a meal because of uh, an anniversary or or for, for whatever um, and the money that they've they've that, that man has the impact that a man has had um on their life is that they the the money is then relocated to some other need which is rent or mortgage yeah. or you know and, and 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 they were literally worried dreading having getting that bill. Thinking that they've overspent, and then they, you know, where that money go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's that change. I've seen that change, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. It's just
0: like an an act of kindness, isn't it? Mm. Whether even a simple act of kindness, and someone's having a bad day, make a cup of tea or something like that.
1: Yeah, it'll literally be the most smallest little thing. Absolutely, it
0: doesn't need to be a a big thing. And people see me do quite a lot of big things, but. Mm. I am able to do those big things, and so I will. But it doesn't mean that you need to. All you need to do is, hope, or hopefully what I'm trying to do is inspire you to take that step to be more than you think you can be.
4: When the distance seems far, when the weight drags you down, deep inside you'll find strength abound. And flounders, or when your orders hit, raise your head higher, never quit when you fear the unknown, when blood and tears may rain, face the danger and start again. I dare to.
1: When you, when, you know, all the streams and the downloads, I I know that you take no money from it whatsoever. No. It all goes on to, so, so all of your songs that you release, all goes all the profits go towards different charities.
0: Yes, so at the moment, all the streaming, because I, I don't have a big following at the moment, is that I don't really get any money from the music platforms. But what I have done in the past is... One of the least songs connected to a charity so that um, people, if they like my song, they can t- donate to like just Giving page of that charity. And also not only to um donate money to the charity, what I'm also trying to do is bring awareness to health needs, health problems, or health and well-being. So for uh, so, for example, my song Light Up in Life um, is linked to Quiche Hospice Charity, who look after people with. Um, terminal illness of you know, children and, and adults um, and one of the reasons why I support that is in my family um, I've had a niece and a nephew who have died at a very early age um, before you know before the age of one oh. so that song is for them and for my family and
2: every other family that has lost an angel And so I bring that for Kish because they support, you know,
0: kids, you know, with terminal illness. Um, and I hope that song helps people going through that
2: know that, you know, their angels is in a good place. So you say that,
1: we rolling up again. Um, I had a sister prior to my birth and my brother's birth and she had a hole in the heart she was born with a hole in the heart pico surgery wasn't available back then and then no, knew no, no, there was nothing that they could do and she came home she died I believe at home and I've always had this connection to her um, I've always kind of known you know, she's always been widely spoken about in the house and, and I've always kind of had this because she died before she was very, you know, she, I think she was about six months old at yeah. the time. So, that song has connected with me.
2: Yeah. And what you do is just
1: beautiful. What you do.
2: Yeah.
1: And it all goes back to the morals that you learned from back in the nunnery you know back yeah. when you wanted to be a nun all those all those morals all those all those uh, lessons that you learned back then have stuck with you throughout your entire life yeah and you've multiple times put them back in and uh, and you've put them you put those the same um characteristics the same you back in to everything that you've done and you're a a shining light to a lot of people you really are very much
0: (laughs) so with that experience one of the things i i live my life
2: thinking about is not to regret something and there's only one thing Mm -hmm. that i've regretted in my life And that was not spending enough time with my family, with my nephew. Died of his one. And during that time, you think people will live forever, and I was so focused on my career that I lost sight of what truly matters was about And I—that's my one regret in life—is not spending enough time while he was still here. Which is why it's so important to me yeah. now to spend as much time as I can with family and friends. I think we've,
1: uh, I think we're at the end of part one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've come to a natural conclusion of part one, um, and uh, we will we will reconvene and we will talk about your medical career, yeah, um, in great detail and the NHS and. Because that will be a massive topic, I'm sure. It is, yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, so we'll come back. Thank you so much, Tal, for being my guest on Ignite. My pleasure.